0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values and Texas Values Action. This, is, this show today is going to be brought to you by Texas Values Action. We're going to talk about things related to the elections going on right now. Early voting started... This week started on Tuesday, runs through this week, goes into next week, and then election day is March 6th. And I've been hesitating to say that a lot over the past couple of years, like election day, because people, you know, get confused by that. You know, they're not in these issues like I am and other people every day. And so they can be confused by, well, wait, election day is March 6th, but early voting is before that. What does that mean? So all of these days are election days. Okay, so March 6th is just your general election day, and so a lot of people wait and go on that day. But you can vote for the two weeks leading up to March 6th anytime you want. And it's my understanding, there's a lot of flexibility as to where you can go vote during those two weeks versus one specific polling location on um, the uh, general election day. The, the one that um, is designated on March 6th, Tuesday. Really, we should call that the last day to vote is March 6th. But anyway, um, my guest today is going to be David Walls, who is the vice president of Texas Values Action. He is involved in a lot of the work related to getting people information about candidates, making decisions about who Texas Values Actions believe is the better choice in a lot of these races. So,
1: da- David, welcome to the show. Jonathan, glad to be here. Glad to uh, to come talk about this important primary election. So
0: well, and you know, I don't know if I mean. I guess you've been on the show before, but I don't know if we've been in the studio together before. I don't think so. No, I I hope the the office doesn't collapse without us there. You think they'll be okay? I think we're good. We got some good folks. So uh, let me just talk for a minute about David. So um, we he was earlier this year was promoted the position of vice president. So David and I together started Texas Values and Texas Values Action. So we were the first two employees, if you will. We were the two together. Um, I think Kathy was working with us. And so our uh, assistant, my assistant at the time, who who had come on actually before David, but kind of made the transition, uh, she has gone on to other pastures. I won't call them greener pastures because uh, it's in Georgia. But, you know, really, you and I – it was the two of us and we had some board members and we put this whole thing together, but here we are five years later, you know, and you have seen everything we've done. You've been involved in everything we've got done to some aspect, but a lot of your focus right now is what has happening during this election season. So when people want information, when they want to ask us to support a candidate or whatever, that information comes to you. It appears to me, We've been—this is the most active we've been on a lot of these issues with our 501c4
1: Texas Values Action uh, in any year before. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's been, you know, as looking back this year for reflecting on the five years that we've been here, it's just been amazing to see what uh, what God has done and just the platform that he's provided us. But, um, but this election is critically important. You know, we get asked, Jonathan, a lot of times— uh, you know, what's important about a primary election, or primary elections important. And I just want to reinforce that uh, here in the state of Texas, the primary election is primary. If you want right. to have a say in who is going to represent you uh, in Austin and, and in Washington, D.C., for that matter, the primary election is important because folks have to remember that most legislative districts either heavily lean Republican or they heavily lean uh, uh, Democratic. And so if you want to have a say in who's going to represent you, the primary is where uh, that vo- vote matters. Come November, most of these races are going to be decided already. So we, uh, we encourage folks to, to get informed, and we've got some great resources. I know we're going to talk about some others, but I want to go ahead and plug freevotersguide.com. We've, uh, last week, we launched our statewide voters guide that a lot of folks have come to know and use from us. Uh, it's a great resource, and it's just simple to use. You just type in your address, and you'll get a personalized voter guide where you can get more information uh, about all of these candidates in the Republican primary.
0: Well, look, I mean, you, you know, you know a little bit about this stuff. You've worked on campaigns before. You worked with Senator Brian Birdwell. You've got, you know, your background, your master's in public policy. You did some work with Family Research Council in Washington, D.C. You're a native Texan. You've seen several cycles of elections with our organization. And, you know, it's interesting because it just seems like not only are we more involved than we have been in any other election cycle to educate people about these issues and be involved and and really make recommendations on these races. You can see those decisions that we've made, those endorsements we've made at TXValuesAction.org. These are the faith and family Endorsements. These are the people we think that best represent faith and family in particular races. TXValuesAction.org is that website. But, you know, look, not only are we more involved, it seems like there's more activity, right? You've got people that were in Congress that have resigned their position. And so a lot of seats opened up. So you've got House and Senate members or people that have never run before moving to those positions. So when those people move those positions, that means state House and state Senate seats open up. So new people run for those positions. And so you just got a, a lot of new candidates. You've got a lot of people moving maybe to or trying to move to the next level. And then, you know, we've talked a lot about the importance of the local races, right? With a lot of the work we do that relates to local issues, You know, there are recommendations we're making at the local level. That's why it's important to go to our website txvaluesaction.org, and if you want to get a list of a a lot, even more races that are comprehensive, where we've got rankings on them, you can go to freevotersguide.com. What's important too about freevotersguide.com is that this website, this link, this URL, you can share it at your church. The the website does not have endorsements, it's not a pack. it's safe for churches to say, here's a website you can go to, freevotersguide.com, and get information. All right, David, let's jump into some of the races here. You know, I've already got it up on my screen, the article we put together, Five Things Dallas Voters Should Know About Jason Alba's Voting Record. And now, while our listening audience on the radio is primarily the greater Austin area, Certainly people listening online, this broadcast is podcast, so we know people are going to be listening all over the world. I was looking at our Facebook page, the Texas Values Facebook page, actually, one day, I mean, have, you know, I don't know if you've seen all the different countries that are represented Represented, excuse me, of fans that we have, so who knows where people are listening. My point is, even though our show primarily broadcasts in the Austin area, people care about what's happening in other parts of the state because whoever gets elected in Dallas they might kill a bill that you like that you live in the Austin area right or they might advance or be the deciding vote of a piece of legislation that moves forward that you vigorously oppose or that the state legislator that you that's in your district opposes but their vote gets you know is overridden so keep that in mind so we know people they may want to contribute to the work we're doing so they so we can help have the right people in office or they may want to let people know in those parts of the state, right? So, let me focus on the race. The article, Five Things Dallas Voters Should Know About Jason Vialba's Voting Record. Jason Vialba is the incumbent in House District 114. He's a Republican. He's being challenged by Lisa Luby Ryan. And this race is competitive. It's close. And a lot of people think Lisa Luby Ryan is going to win. Yeah, but, you know, our concern, not only are we supporting we her, we think she's the faith and family choice here. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Villalba's done that's bad on religious freedom, on privacy, on life issues. Walk us through this
1: piece, David. Yeah, happy to do so. And I think it's important to, you know, to put in context, as Jonathan mentioned, while some of these races we may talk about may just be in certain parts of the state, this is going to be a consequential election for the future of Texas because there's going to be a new speaker of the Texas House next legislative session. Uh, and so there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of turnover, a lot of focus in the Texas House. And, and is the leadership of the Texas House moving forward going to be more supportive of, of protecting religious liberty, of protecting the privacy and safety of Texans and, and even on the life issue? So I think that kind of uh, puts it in context why some of these races – are so important. But uh, as Jonathan mentioned, you know, Jason Viaba has not been someone that we can count on on the core issues that uh, Texas Values Action works on. Our top legislative priority on the religious freedom front this past session was a bill uh, that thankfully was passed and was signed into law by the governor to protect the religious liberty rights of faith-based adoption agencies. Uh, this this bill even had uh, bipartisan support, and Jason Viaba was one of Uh, two Republicans who actually voted against that piece of legislation. And again, this bill was just about protecting the rights of Christian and other faith-based adoption agencies to continue to operate in the state of Texas according to their faith. Because as as Jonathan, as you're well aware, in other states, we've seen some of these adoption agencies have to shut down because the government has tried to step in and tell them that they can't operate according to their sincerely held religious beliefs.
0: Well, we can't mention this Bill and this legislation, without bringing up the fact that Catholic charities or the Catholic bishops, they've been sued on this issue. Now, not on this law. Okay, so it's, it's important for people to understand this distinction. Um, there's been a lawsuit filed against the federal government where they're trying to invoke Catholic bishops on this issue, and so, but it's not based on the Texas law, but it is based on the 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 ability for Catholic charities to be involved in some of these foster home placement issues. And so um, for some reason, there, Texas has talked a lot about this issue because you've got um, the, the couple, the two women, the lesbian couple is from Texas. And so, uh, so don't be confused if you see this to think that our Texas state law is being challenged. In this case, it's not, but it does remind us that the threat— to faith-based entities on this issue is real, and that's why it was important for us to have legislation. But Jason Vialba doesn't agree with that. Even though the Republican Party platform agrees with this type of issue, there's a specific plank. He's a Republican. So plank number 104 states, we oppose any government agency from forcing faith-based adoption and foster care organizations to place children with same-sex couples. So, so he's against... Um, religious liberty in this case And that's a big
1: problem It certainly is And again if you go to txvaluesaction.org You can can read the whole piece But it, it's not just the religious liberty issue It's it's that Viaba refused to support uh, The Texas Privacy Act And in fact He actually voted for Legislation in committee Pushed by um, the LGBT advocates And, and, and a top um, um, uh, Plank if you will For the Democratic Party To, to force The uh, the term sexual orientation and gender identity into state law, which would create uh, situations across the state where private businesses and potentially even religious uh, institutions could be forced to open up uh, women's facilities to men based on their, um, based on their so-called gender identity. So uh, some very troubling issues, and, and as we, as this piece lays out, we kind of go step by step. This is the vote um, or the action that Jason Vialva took, and this is where our position is. And, uh, and, and in fact, this is uh, where the, the Texas Republican Party platform is on this issue. And so uh, we're really just trying to um, get a lot of information out there and educate folks because so many times, Jonathan, as you know, uh, legislators sometimes like to play the game. We see this in D.C. as well. Well, they will go to Austin uh, and vote one way, and a lot of times that might be completely contrary to how they come back and campaign when they're running for reelection. And so it's really important, and that's why organizations like Texas Values Action are here. Uh, our team, Jonathan and others, are at the Capitol every day. We're, we're watching these legislators. We're, we're recording the votes. We're putting a scorecard together so we can let folks know If their elected officials are upholding the values that they said that they would when they are uh, running for office.
0: Well, and look, let's, you know, you mentioned the platform plank. It's plank number 87. And it says from the Texas Republican Party platform, we urge the enactment of legislation addressing individuals' use of bathrooms, showers, locker rooms that correspond with their biological determined sex. So, look, if you're voting in the Republican primary, by and large, you're, you're supporting that party or supporting candidates. But look, if you're running for office as a Republican, you're essentially saying that this is the party you align with and this is the party that will hold you accountable and this is the values you believe in. So if you're running as a Republican, yet you're ignoring you know, planks in the Republican Party platform that grassroots people have said are important, that's important for voters to know. You know and, and so look, the people can decide whatever party they want to be in. You know, But Jason Vialba should not be surprised that if he's going to go against his own party on some issues that have generated a lot of attention, and on this bill that he didn't co-sponsor to protect privacy, you have to appreciate by not having this law in place, it allows local laws that are currently in effect in Texas to continue to have force, to continue to be legal. Policies and ordinances and local laws that mandate— that force on government property and private property, force in allowing men to be able to go into women's bathrooms, girls' bathrooms. And look, these things could happen at, at swimming pools. It's not just a restroom situation. And so, you know, but Vialba went even further, as you mentioned, David, and supported legislation. One particular House Bill 192, which I testified against, or, or Nicole, I forget which one of us, we, re- we were against it. And Jason Vialba Was very, I mean, he was very negative. He chastised us, really. He was really argumentative with us in this hearing. The bill, and this is my legal analysis, and look, as I was taught in law school, we're citing our sources. They are here, okay? The bill not only would fine private businesses if they didn't allow men into women's bathrooms, they could go to jail. And so one of the entities is a religious entity. That, that wouldn't have this, that would be forced to behave this way. And I testified you could have a convent for nuns where only women are allowed to live. And someone comes in and says, well, look, um, I'm a man or biologically I'm a man, but I identify as a woman. And these entities say, no, 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 we only have biological women here. Well, this law says this. So you got to appreciate how that all will play out or could play out. Some very serious issues here. Uh, David, we are halfway through the program. Let's talk about a couple. And look, go to that piece. There's several other things that we mentioned that are concerning about Jason Villalba. That's why Lisa Luby-Ryan is getting so much support. And a lot of people think she's on our way to victory. But, hey, there's a lot of time left. There, uh, no, no reason to take anything for granted and let people know in the Dallas area about these issues. Um, Let's talk about a race that might hit some of our listeners, actually. The Thomas McNutt race. This is in Hillsboro and um, also in Corsicana. I don't remember what all counties are involved in this race, but uh, just north of Waco, kind of central Texas area. Thomas McNutt is, this is an open seat, but it was vacated by Byron Cook, who Thomas McNutt went up against before and barely lost. And Thomas McNutt is the Faith and Family Choice in our opinion, Byron Cook was the one that killed legislation to protect privacy, so men wouldn't be allowed to go into women's bathrooms. Um, he, he's been a thorn in the side on issues of religious liberty, of life, and you know he's been supporting two of the other candidates that are also in this primary.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Thomas McNutt is a um, we just really believe is really strong on our issues. Would be a strong advocate on on religious liberty, on life, and and protecting marriage and family, and. Um, as Jonathan said, he, he ran against uh, Byron Cook in this seat uh, two years ago and lost, I believe, by 225 votes. And so uh, he's running again, and, and uh, Byron Cook, the current incumbent, chairman of the state affairs, Who's been, um, you know, openly hostile to some of the issues that we worked on is not running for re-election, and so uh, a lot of folks have felt that Thomas is the the clear front runner in this race. But there has been some 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 new information in this, and there's there's two other candidates that are in this race that are running against uh, against Thomas McNutt, and um, we've just um, gotten some information in the last few days that uh, that Byron Cook is actually out publicly supporting. Uh, the other two candidates in the race, which I think is a, a somewhat of an indication of maybe where the other candidates uh, might stand, and so this is an important race. Um, this would be a um, uh, would send send a really strong message, I think, Jonathan, that um, if Byron Cook, someone who openly opposed the Texas Privacy Act, who um, you know has opposed some of our efforts to protect religious liberty, uh, if that seat is replaced. With someone like Thomas McNutt, who's been a, a vocal champion on our issues, I think that would send a strong message that here in the state of Texas, uh, the voters expect elected officials to uh, to represent their values on these important issues.
0: Well, that's right. Look, and I mean, you know, the, you see this right? Byron Cook trying to act like well, I wouldn't say act like he's announcing that he's not running for re-election. So some people would think that you know he's not involved. This race does send a message, depending on who wins. Do you want Byron Cook's legacy to continue blocking issues related to privacy, being difficult on religious liberty, being difficult oftentimes on life issues, and supporting bills that are uh, priority supported bills by the LGBT groups? You know, a session or two ago, he allowed a bill to move forward, or I forget what he did, Um, he gave a speech on the floor. I did feel the bill moved out of his committee and where mother and father could have been removed from birth certificates for LGBT groups. And so go to that piece, McNutt aims to reverse Byron Cook's legacy. That's at txvaluesaction.org. And so a couple of other races to run through. We've got Bob Hall. It's a Senate seat up in the North Texas area. He is the incumbent. He's being challenged by Cindy Burkett, who served in the House, who, you know, she— she doesn't have the the voting record that Sarah Davis does. I mean, she's kind of in the 80s as far as our scorecard. But, you know, Bob uh, Hall has been a very strong vote. He's been at 100% or 98% um, on our voting record, on the Faith and Family scorecard. And, you know, it, it just doesn't seem necessary for her to be coming in and challenging the, this incumbent when she had a House seat. And so there's a case to be made about also, the, the dynamics here with leadership, you know, whether or not Cindy Burkett is more of someone who supported Strauss, who was censored by the SREC recently by Republicans that are part of this executive committee who don't think that Strauss is supporting the platform. Do you want someone who aligns with Strauss like Burkett or do you, or someone like Bob Hall who aligns with Lieutenant Governor Patrick? And so that piece is the, um, titled Faith and Family Champ, Bob Hall is Right, Choice, for Senate reelection. So go to the our um txvaluesaction.org, look at that piece, and there's a lot to talk about there in that piece. But Bob Hall is the incumbent, and you know, some people feel like this is a way for Strauss to kind of, you know, make a play into the Senate, even though he's out with some one of his supporters, like Cindy Burkett. But there's a lot of good information too, though, because there's a lot of things have been said that, you know, people are arguing whether it's true or not. Look at their voting record. And that's where we think the focus needs to be on. And and, um, and, and really the burden is on Burkitt to prove that, you know, she's better. It's hard to get better than 100 or 98 percent, which Bob Hall has. Yeah.
1: yeah, Senator Hall has been someone that we've been able to count on on every single vote on our on our on any issue that we've been working on, whether it's a pro-life issue, whether it's a religious liberty issue, uh, the Privacy Act, which obviously was passed in the Senate twice. Um, he, we've been able to count on him. I, I, he has been among the most consistent uh, senators this past two sessions, someone that we can count on to vote the right way on every single issue. And so I, I think that's the, the the kind of person um, that um, that deserves to stay in the Senate.
0: Well, and so let's go to one more, and maybe we'll get to two more races here. The, the race of Charlie Guerin versus Beau French. This is up in the Fort Worth area. And, you know, look, Beau French— Ran against Charlie Guerin last time, and, you know, I mean, he he made a name for himself, um, but I don't think it was as close as people expected to be this time. And there are a lot of people that feel like that, uh, excuse me, that Beau French may pull it off and beat Charlie Guerin. You know, Charlie Guerin, I remember, gave a speech on the House floor opposing a religious liberty bill in 2007, no, I'm sorry, 20, 2011, and go back to that, I remember when we passed a bill that related to um, religious freedom for school children. I think it was back in 2007. And there was some type of amendment that was put on that related to sexual orientation or gender identity. I don't remember the exact language, but something that was of concern in that space. And we thought the amendment should have been taken out, and he opposed it. So he's been difficult, to say the least, on religious liberty. He's out flat-out opposed some religious liberty legislation He's been somebody that's been difficult and very much supportive of the speaker regarding some of those dynamics. Joe Strauss, who's on his way out. Here's Beau French, though. Talk about a contrast. A guy on the ground who was one of the parents that led the effort to force Fort Worth school districts to reverse their policy that was really led by what Obama was doing that let men, let boys into the girls' bathrooms, showers, and locker rooms. He has put it on the line locally and, you know, he's a he's a uh, uh, independent businessman. He has a you know, he's a family man and he's not afraid to get out there publicly and talk about and stand up for what he believes in. He came to the legislature and testified on the Privacy Act. There's a big contrast there between him and Charlie
1: Guerin. Yeah, there certainly is. And and as Jonathan mentioned, you know, I mean, Beau French is someone who we saw. He, he ran uh, a good campaign two years ago, didn't um, didn't beat Charlie Guerin. But this is a guy who has continued to work on our issues even though he, he, he lost the election two years ago. Uh, he has um, worked in the community. He's been publicly supportive of the values that we believe that Texans hold uh, and uh, came down to the, uh, let, uh, the legislature and testified at this time and has just been a really, really strong advocate both at the local level and here at the state capitol on our issues. And so I, I this is one of the races where, uh, again, uh, somewhat similar to the to the Viaba Lisa Luby Ryan, where you have a big contrast, a really big contrast between a um, an incumbent who just, uh, you know, to be honest, has not voted the right way and has been an obstacle sometimes to important issues moving forward that that uh, Texans care about on faith and family uh, for faith and family. Uh, And so uh, these are definitely races that uh, are being talked about and will be watched. And it'll be interesting to see what happens come uh, the evening of March 2nd. Excuse me, March 6th.
0: Well, and, you know, you've got – there's a Senate race up in the North Texas area with um, Angela Paxson and Don Huffines. This is an open seat. Senator Van Taylor vacated the seat to run for Congress. And so, you know, a lot of attention on that race. Um, You know, we recommend – Angela Paxson in that race. And then there's a local seat here, too, though that's open, though, in Blanco County. You've got um, Amber Pierce. You've got Naomi Narvaez. You've got um, Ken Strange, Austin Talley. You know, we recommend Naomi Narvaez in this race. That's who we've endorsed. I've worked with her for many years. And so, you know, but an open seat. So a lot of information for people to look at. On that race, that's why you need to go to txvaluesaction.org to see some of the writings on this race. But if you just want to see um, in the endorsements, if you just want to see a list of a lot of these candidates and um, in a a rating that they've given based on whether they're conservative, liberal, or somewhere in between, go to freevotersguide.com. That's the website and link that you can share. With churches. So we're about out of time. Look, if you want to support the work we do, it is 501c4 for Texas Values Action. It's not tax deductible, but man, it makes a difference. Txvalues. TXValuesAction.org. Go there today and support the work we're doing for faith, family, and freedom in Texas. We'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.